Texas 512 is part of the Texas Podcast Network, the conversations changing the world. Brought to you by the University of Texas at Austin. The opinions expressed in this podcast represent the views of the host and not the University of Texas at Austin. This is Sam Torres, Texas Longhorn fan, native Austinite, admissions counselor, and your host with the most. And this is Texas 512. Well, hello there. Thanks for listening to another episode of Texas 512. This is a little bit different. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to obviously record something to let you know that this is actually our 50th episode. Isn't that crazy? And to think that this podcast started maybe about a year ago at this point, and we're now 50 episodes in. That's amazing. So we wanted to make our 50th episode something really fun. So I'm going to be talking to an Austin foodie today, and I, I think you will really, really enjoy this episode. He was really fantastic to talk to. But yeah, I also just want to say thank you. If, if you've been listening for this long, if you've listened to all 50 episodes, if you've only listened to a few, or this is your first episode listening, thank you. Really truly thank you. I really enjoyed doing this and I hope that y'all have enjoyed the content so far and you enjoy learning a little bit more about UT Austin, about Austin, about just Texas in general and all the amazing things that there are here in this beautiful state and at this beautiful university. So again, thank you. Welcome to the 50th episode special. I hope you enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of Texas 512. So lately, we've been doing a lot of staff spotlights we've been doing faculty spotlights we've been highlighting our alum uh, but one of the things that we actually haven't done in a really long time is just highlight the amazing things that are in austin texas right um, a long time ago we had somebody from visit austin come in and tell us all about the great city right uh, um, the amazing city of austin my home city but there's one thing that we always bring up on our podcast but we never make it the topic of discussion for the entire podcast and that's food and so who better to talk to about food than a foodie right so we've got joey from two slices and a soda here with us today to tell us a little bit more about what he does and some of the great food that you can find in austin texas but i'll stop rambling joey can you introduce yourself tell us tell our audience who you are hey guys how you doing my name is joey i'm two slices and a soda on instagram I consider myself, yes, an Austin foodie, but I also consider myself a food truck and restaurant promoter. I love supporting small businesses. That's just what I do. Awesome. And I'm really super excited about this episode because if there's something, and I think I have mentioned it on the podcast before, so if you're a longtime listener, you know this, I have a really, really big problem with not being able to go outside of the box sometimes without like somebody guiding me towards it. I, I get lazy. I'm not much of a person to like, oh, I'm going to look for local spots, right? And then I end up just going to like Taco Bell or McDonald's. <laughs> but but hopefully today this changes that and I can find some new spots in Austin because I actually took a look at your Instagram page and a lot of the stuff you're posting looks right up my alley. So I'm like excited to learn a little bit more about some of these places that you've tried. Yes, this stuff, I mean, it's, it's a great opportunity to one, to support small local businesses and two, the because I used to be big on fast food myself. I mean, growing up, that's all I did, just doing the fast food thing. But as I grew, grew up and I started realizing, you know, the small businesses, these places, they have phenomenal food coming out of these restaurants and trucks. So to me, it's like if I'm going to go out there and spend the money, I want to get something amazing that it looks beautiful, it tastes beautiful, and they just enjoy. 
So to me, the fast food scene kind of like fell off. And I'm big on just finding those little gem spots that are just like phenomenal. I love it. I enjoy it so much. Exactly. Yeah, no. And I, I, thanks to some foodies out here in San Antonio, because for those of you that don't know, I'm located in San Antonio right now. Thanks to those foodies, I've been able to kind of like explore um, outside of my comfort zone and try some new places. And, and Joey's right. Uh, whenever you're actually going to like a small local place or a food truck, the quality and the taste is like 10 times better than what you would get at a fast food restaurant. The only problem with me is that I live in the complete opposite side of San Antonio. So it's a bit of a drive for me. So it's always more of just like a, for me, it's like a, a once in a while type of, of treat for me. But again, really excited to learn a little bit more about some of Austin's hidden gems and learning about some of that great food that we have. Cause I always talk about Austin has great food, but I never give like, you know, amazing like references and stuff like that. So again, really, really excited for this. But as usual, you know, we're going to go and break the ice a little bit, ask some fun questions. But first, we're going to go ahead and throw it to just a really quick break. And whenever we get back, we'll ask some fun questions. So don't go away. And we are back. All right. So naturally, all these questions are going to be about food because we're just going to keep it to the theme the whole podcast. So really, my first question for you is actually a very hotly debated item. There's a chance you probably already know what I'm about to ask just because I said hotly debated. Pineapple on pizza. What is your say in this yay or nay? Listen, that's a really tough question for me. Actually, not really. I'm originally from Queens. Queens, New York. So New York is the capital of pizza. Pizza, it's like the mecca of pizza. So from where I'm from, if you ask me that question, pineapple does not belong on pizza. That's a no for me. Now, if you ask my wife, she's originally from Houston. She loves pineapple on pizza. Loves it. But for me, mm, I couldn't do it. And I'll tell you what, if I did do it, I'd be getting a lot of mess from my friends back at home. <laughs> so I am not doing it. I don't like it. It doesn't belong on pizza. And it's just not for me. I I 100% agree with that. And I know that may be controversial because I've seen more and more people just be like advocates for pineapple on pizza. But it just does not. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, here's another thing. And I'm sure you probably have an opinion on this. Like tacos al pastor. You know that some places serve it with pineapple, right? What is your take on that? Yes. I love it. I love So you do like pineapple al pastor? Yes. Yes, I love pineapple al pastor. I think, I mean, tacos is also one of my most favorite foods. It's like a top of the food chain for me. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I right. just absolutely <laughs> love them. There's so many awesome taco spots in Austin as well. So that's a yes for me with uh, pineapple on el pastor. Yes, al pastor, no on pizza. Correct. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I do, again, I do agree with the pizza one, the Al Pastor one. Maybe I'll work towards it. I've found that I like the the taste of it, but not like actually having the chunks of it in it. But maybe, I mean, maybe I'll come around to it someday. I don't know. I'm a picky eater. I'll take I'll take you to a food truck that has the El Pastor, that has the, the pineapple, fresh, sweet pineapple. It's, it's just a beautiful, awesome touch to it. It'll change your mind. 
I'm willing to try it, you know, and I'm not usually like willing to try new things, but for you, Joey, I would absolutely be willing to try it because you're selling me on it for sure. Yeah, and I'm gonna record you on that too. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's on it's on tape now, so y'all heard it here first, folks. I am gonna try it now. Let's. I know we were just talking about pineapple on pizza. I think it's a weird combination. Obviously, some people don't, but on the subject of weird food combinations, is there one in particular that you really enjoy? Uh, actual food? Like a f- weird food combinations. A weird food combination. Hmm. Something that I guess you wouldn't see commonly or that maybe if somebody saw you eating it publicly, they'd be like, uh, what? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd probably have to say ketchup on white rice. That, okay. <laughs> you're maybe like, you're maybe like the second person I have ever met that puts ketchup on, on, well, rice in general, but specifically white rice. White rice, ketchup on white rice. I could eat it all day, not a problem. Weird to mo- majority of people that ever see that. Where, where did you get this idea to put ketchup on white rice? Well, when you grow up with not that many options, or or in a low income household, Fair. you do things like that, and you just you know you figure it out, survive, and and, and learn to like it actually. Okay, I can resonate with that. I can resonate <laughs> with that because that, yeah. that immediately made me flash back to whenever I, I'd be like, Mom, I want a hot dog. And she's like, we've got the hot dogs, but we don't have the buns. So I just get a piece of exactly. slice of bread. Just, That's it, slice yeah. bread. And then another one I think that uh, some people would, would find odd, but I know, I know Hispanic kids or Mexican-American for sure is sometimes like once my mom would make like freshly made flour tortillas, just slap some butter on it. And that's it. Nothing else. Just butter. Just put some warm, put a butter, warm tortilla, good snack. I, I can get down with that. I can completely get down with that because same thing. Hispanic, Latin, Latin household I grew up in. And, would, you know, I have my heritage. And we would, if we didn't have anything much, same thing. Slice of bread, a little bit of butter, and you're on your way. And you're good. Mm-hmm. But what was new to me that I just found out and discovered, one of my friends, Mexican, he invited me over to a party and they made pozole and they they put on a on a tostada mayonnaise that that's new and ate a tostada with the pozole but with mayonnaise on the tostada really good really yes see my family does usually do the tostadas with pozole but i've never heard of somebody spreading mayonnaise on it i was like we save our mayonnaise for the corn (laughs) yeah Mayonnaise with on the tostada, dip it into the pozole, get the juice, uh, the juice of the pozole, eat it, have some pozole. Amazing. It's very weird. Sounds weird. Very good. A bit controversial, I feel like, but <laughs> hey, don't yes, knock it till you try it, absolutely. I suppose. All right. Well, my next question, and I think I think since you said you grew up in a in a in a low income household, and I, I did as well, I feel like I know the answer to this, but has there ever been a point where you've eaten food where it's like past the expiration date? And what was it? Oh, man. Past the expiration date? Yes, plenty of times. I could probably name a number of different things. Uh, Meat, frozen meat, bread, crackers, things like that. Easily past the expiration date and still ate it, without a doubt. At first, when you, when you eat it and you make it, you, you still kind of get that little taste test in first just to make sure you're in the clear. And usually you are, but unless it's two way out. But yeah, plenty. Had that plenty of time. <laughs> Sad to say. 
But you know what they say? It's like that some of those expiration dates are like not really that accurate. Cause like, I feel like the food is still good for like a pretty decent amount of time after the sell by date with probably with the exception of milk. Like you, you try to drink milk like two days after that expiration date and you are going to be sick to your stomach. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no push in the milk expiration date. Definitely. That's definitely off limits. Yeah, no, you just got to do the, the good old little like smell and I guess visuals test as well. Mm -hmm. Like especially if you're going to eat like bread or something like that, just make sure there isn't mold on it. Because I've definitely, so many yep, times, exactly. I've eaten bread past the sell-by or expiration date because it's like, I don't want to let this go to waste. So I was like, as long as it doesn't have mold on it, I'm all good. <laughs> in my in my household, and started from my grandparents, they they put the bread inside the refrigerator. See, I, I started doing that as well. I don't do it much anymore, but I used to do that. It makes it last way longer. Yes. So that expiration date, you're good. Yeah, that I always had a problem with that too because I would get like large loaves of bread and so I and I I lived by myself so nobody else would eat the bread and so it would go bad like all the time I would never be able to finish a loaf once I started putting it in the fridge it lasted way longer so for those of you that have that same issue put it in the fridge I know it sounds weird but put, put it in, in the, the fridge. fridge it works for sure now here's my last question and I think this was going to be tough for you as a foodie. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would you choose and why? Whoa, that is a tough one for the rest of my life. Hmm. I would probably have to say, can I say a category like tacos? That, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Because I can, I, I can make tacos a million different ways. A hundred percent, yeah. I can do that. So I would probably off the top of my head, Without thinking of it, boom, tacos. Just because I can make it so many different ways. No, that that That's is definitely a good answer. I, I, I'll allow it just because there's just so many different ways to do tacos. Like, there's not one right way. So, I mean, yeah, you could do that 100 ways, never get tired of it. Just have, like, a little rotation going on. Pastor one day, bistec the other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first thing I think of is, like, my favorite food groups, which is, like, tacos, pizza, burgers. I'm like, I'll get tired of burgers. I'll get tired of pizza. Tacos, you can make so many different ways. So I'm going to go with tacos. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And all those favorites that you just listed, that's me. So that's why I'm saying I'm so excited to, to hear a little bit more about like some of the places you've tried. But that being said, that brings us to the end of this segment. We're going to go ahead and throw it to a quick break. And then whenever we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about you and your story a little bit. So don't go away, y'all. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. So first things first, before we get started and talking a little bit more about your page and the things that you do as a foodie, I wanna get to know a little bit more about you. So, I mean, what's your story? How'd you end up here in Austin, Texas? I mean, you mentioned that you're originally from Queens, New York. That's a that's a long ways away from here. Like, I gotta know, how'd you get here? And it's a culture shock too, because New York, and especially being from the city, you know, the, the city is broken up into five different boroughs, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Bronx, Staten Island. I was brought up and raised in Queens, New York. So I was there my whole life, born and raised there. So I had a friend that lived out here in Texas. It was in the military. 
moved out here, was, was stationed out here, and I would come and visit. And then I'm like, wow, it's very interesting. I really like this place. I mean, I love how clean it is. I love how big it is. I, I see like just new infrastructure going up. You know, everything just, it's just like developing so, so fast. I've seen the Austin scene. I'm like, I feel like it's like a little baby New York. New York City, but we still get the country. I love the country. I started learning to love the country out here. The quietness, the peacefulness. It's just a different quality of life here than being in the city. Being in the city, yeah, it's cool. It's great and everything like that. I loved it. But, you know, you, you, you kind of realize once you leave and you come to a place like Texas, you are losing a little bit of the quality of life. Okay. So, Coming back, coming back and forth from here, I, I just, I just started to like it more and more, and I find myself coming back here more frequently. And I just said, you know what? I think it's, it's, it's time for me to make a change. I love change. I embrace change. So I was willing to make the move. So I made the move in 2012, and I never turned back. I never left. I've been here ever since, and I love it. I will never move back to New York. I love New York. I will visit New York. Um, I love everything about it. I miss a lot of beautiful sceneries there. The sceneries are amazing there. You can't get in anywhere in the world. But uh, as far as to live, and and I, I'm staying here in Texas. I love Texas. There's no way I would I would leave Texas. Awesome. I'm glad you love it as much as we do. Yes, I do. I do. So that's what got me over here. And that now you got stuck with me. Awesome. No, yeah, we're happy to have you. I, I want to ask also, like, what does a typical day look for you? Like, is, is two slices and a, a soda like your full time gig? Or do you have like other work besides that? No, it's not my full-time gig. It's a part-time gig. It's just a fun hobby for me. As of right now, I do full-time. I run um, a, a service, a car dealership, a service department for a car dealership, Chevrolet. So very, very in Georgetown, Texas. So I, I spend basically from seven to six here every single day. So that's my, that's my days here. After when I get out of work, I'll shoot down to Austin and I'll, you know, check out some food spots, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll do my thing and stuff like that. Mostly I do all my exploring on the weekends. So Saturday and Sunday, you'll catch me all over Austin going around from probably five places on Saturday, another five places on Sunday, going crazy, taking pictures in all different, you know, different alleyways in the front of the place and inside the restaurant, you know, just having fun doing that type of stuff, trying to find new, new, fun, really good, delicious foods and great spots that deserve the exposure, you know. So a typical day for me is working Long hours for a car dealership. And then after that, I go to my hobby and you'll catch me at night, evenings, weekends, or all over the, the, the Austin scene, trying out new foods, restaurants, and food trucks. Yeah. I mean, sounds like you're living the life and shout out then if, if anybody needs their car service in Georgetown, maybe they can hit you up. Right here. <laughs> yes, I'm here. It's yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start talking a little bit more about your experience here with Two Slices in a Soda. Why did you decide to, to start this hobby of yours and what makes you so passionate about food? Well, what's, what, what really started it um, was I'm from New York, so I, I miss pizza. So that's where the two slices and a soda come from. When I was, when I was, you know, younger in, in New York and stuff like that, you walk into a pizza spot and you scream out. You don't wait with, with, with you know and wait for your turning line you're screaming out in the midst of everything hey let me get two slices in the soda 
That's what you do. That's where I grew up saying. So that's where the name Two Slice and Soda come, came from. And prior to COVID, I was going around looking for the best pizza out here. So I was on my hunt for good pizza and uh, COVID hit and it just changed the whole dynamic of the page. Now I seen small businesses being closed down, hurting, starving, you know, families, you know, being affected by it and stuff like that because of COVID and things were shutting down. So I just switched it from just pizza to just supporting small local businesses of all kinds, you know, food trucks, restaurants, you know, things like that. So now to me, it's just, it's just giving back to the community, just something I could do to, to you know, give them the exposure that they, that they need and support them. You know, so my thing is just going out there and supporting small local businesses is just what I do. That's why I call myself more of a promoter of restaurant and food truck promoter than anything. You know, yeah, I love food, but I love to promote and and give these these awesome spots. They work so hard. There's so many food trucks and little small restaurants. They wake up at the crack of dawn and they're making fresh matzah every single day from scratch fresh pasta from scratch in a food truck so it's like these people are you know living their dream you know and then they had it all taken away from them from covid so for me for i what i the, the only little thing that i can come up with at this point is to go there support them you know support their dream buy their food and then take beautiful pictures of it and and then put it out there on instagram so everybody can see it so hopefully it could drive more business to them yeah, no, that sounds amazing. And I don't think I don't think that the people realize like how important this work that you're doing is. And if you're not giving yourself enough credit, I hope you are, because this honestly is a great thing that you're doing for these people. Um, because I, I think as somebody who studied marketing in their undergrad, like I can appreciate good advertising and free advertising at that unless they're paying you. Right. But, uh, you know, like social media marketing is such an important thing. But regardless, the fact that you're you're out here promoting these small businesses, promoting these food trucks who you're right are up at at like crazy hours of the morning to prepare the freshest, most delicious food. And COVID really did hit people hard. It really did. And I think that there obviously there's still people who are feeling the the struggles of it. And this started like way last year and it's still obviously still ongoing right and and people are still struggling to to make ends meet so this is really amazing work that you're doing not only are you helping people find awesome food spots but you're helping these small businesses connect with potential new customers and so really really awesome work that you're doing i appreciate that that that's to me it's like i mean even though there there's some of them that sometimes they offer me the food just because they know what i do and everything like that and i i honestly i i go in there and I'm not that I don't get free food at times, but most of the times I go in there on where they don't expect me to be in there and they notice me and they'll try to give it to me for free. And I'm like, no, I'm here to support you. This is what I do. I want to pay you because you're going to give me something amazing. And then I want to share it with everybody, you know, so they really appreciate that. And to me, it's like, that's what it's all about. Supporting them, you know, uh, supporting them in every way. You know, going there, spending the money because I'm going to eat anyways. Everybody got to eat. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go there, support them and then try to try to get them as much exposure as possible. So in turn can help generate 
you know, income and business and, and drive business for them, you know? So that's what, that's what fuels me. That's what I enjoy. That's the satisfaction I get out of it, you know? And then most of these people, they're amazing people. They're really, really good people. Like I've met the best, the most genuine, awesome people here in the food scene when it comes to these owners and, you know, these, these workers and, and they're just amazing people. I met so many good people, so many good people. I'm so proud of, of the whole scene that it just, the community is just amazing. And when, and when something happens bad, everyone comes together and unite. That's the most amazing part of it all. You know, I never seen anything like it. So to be a part of that and for me to contribute into it, I'm happy. That's what I do. That's what I want to do. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, now I want to go ahead and transition and actually start to talk a little bit more about food itself. So actually, you you were mentioning that your your initial goal was to find some of the best pizza spots. So I mean, why why don't I ask you? I mean, what have you found is probably like one of the best pizza spots around here. I'm kind of curious to hear because there's there's one pizza spot that I really like, but I had a friend that was here. Uh, he he used to he was from New York. He was a grad student down here at UT Austin, and I took him to this pizza spot, and he was like, "Y'all call this New York pizza?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they advertise it as." And he's like, "This is not New York pizza." So I'm just curious to hear if you found any pizza spots that fare against what you saw in New York. Well, I can tell you, I hope everybody's listening closely. If you want some of the best pizza in Austin, you need to hit up Samatero's Pizza. Samatero's Pizza, it's on, I believe, East 12th Street. It's next to Guantos Tacos in that food truck, uh, in that food truck park. Samatero's Pizza, they're on Instagram. They are amazing. New York style pizza, originally from Brooklyn. They have a uh, brick oven pizza. They have a brick oven. The the dough is is just is just it's fermented like for like twenty four hours or forty eight hours. I mean everything is from scratch. Best top quality ingredients. So when you eat this pizza, you know that you're eating top quality pizza. Another one is Show Me Pizza. Show Me Pizza is. Another really good pizza. You can find them on Instagram. Show me pizza. They are Neapolitan style pizza and also some of the best. They're also from Queens. And I'm not just saying that these are the best because they're from out there. It's just true. You got one guys from Brooklyn. You got guys from Queens and they, they're, they're serving some of the best pizza. So if you don't know or you haven't been there, Samatero's pizza and show me pizza is where you want to go for good pizza in Austin. Great. I'm glad to hear that. I want to expand on like m what I usually know with pizza because all I know is I'm not going to name drop them just so that like the slander doesn't go towards them. But I do I do love them, but I won't name drop them because, you know, like I said, my New York friend was like, this is not New York. Um, now, besides the pizza spots, what are some of your favorite spots in Austin? Some of my favorite spots when it comes to tacos, La Tunita. La Tunita tacos. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. The Biria tacos. It's chopped up. I saw it on the tip of my tongue. I can't. Brisket. It's smoked brisket. Chopped up smoked brisket. And in the broth, which is the consomme. And they, they do queso biria tacos. Queso biria tacos. He also does biria grilled cheese sandwiches. This is, the name is La Tunita. That's one of my favorite taco trucks here in austin i also love tumble 22 one of my favorite chicken spots in austin i love tumble 22 samatero's pizza is also up there 
we have we have um damn it so many good good spots out there it's just it's so hard to name we have uh the the sour duck market has amazing burgers the burgers are, are phenomenal there italian food rt pasta rt pasta that's also a food truck it's a little bit more south in austin but they all do fresh pasta from scratch amazing amazing so i can go and ramble off and do all different types of uh, of food trucks and restaurants but it, it's so many good ones out here it's it's just so many and i love them all for sure so how about i ask this question let's say hypothetically that there's somebody who's visiting austin for the first time but they only have one day but they're asking you to plan out their breakfast lunch and dinner what would you say for those three those three slots if they had they were only here for one day and this is what's going to determine if they come back again or not. <laughs> All right. So for breakfast, oh, you got to hit Valentina's. Valentina's barbecue breakfast. They have these breakfast tacos with this brisket in it with eggs and brisket. So you got to start there. I want to blow them away right there. I'm going to blow them away with Valentina's barbecue breakfast tacos. They're going to be amazed right there. I could probably stop right there and they'll say they'll be back. Okay, because they could even stay there and have lunch and dinner there. But I'm going to go somewhere else. And after breakfast, if you want to eat some lunch, I'd probably bring them to I'd probably bring them to. I mean, it all depends on what they're in the mood for. But if it was up to me, I'd probably go into I'd probably go back to pizza. I go back to for lunch. We'll do some pizza. Samatero's pizza. So I'm going to give them the best breakfast taco. and I'm going to give them the best pizza. Now for dinner, you maybe want to switch it up a little bit. I'd probably go to the Odd Duck. The Odd Duck is a awesome place, and it has so much versatility. You can get steaks, you can get salads, you can get chicken, you can get burgers, you can get so many different types of meals. So just off the top of my head, that, that I mean, there's so many places out here. But just off the top of my head, those three places right there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner will knock the socks off of them. They will be wanting to come back. Beautiful. Sounds amazing. And now, now let's say they happen to get snackish in between lunch and dinner and they want something sweet. What should they do for dessert? Oh, desserts. Desserts. There's a lot of good dessert places. Though. Basemi is a new ice cream place. It's in, uh, I think it's in the Meanwhile Brewery. And it is, it is, it is a new ice cream uh, food truck. And they have all different types of handmade ice cream that are just awesome. So if you want to go for something sweet, ice cream, awesome. If you want to go for, let's say, like a like a, like a sweet roll, Granny's sweet rolls are amazing. They're located in the domain, Granny's sweet roll, sweet rolls, phenomenal. They're entrepreneurs, they're young kids, straight out of New Jersey. They are doing really good things. So if you want some sweet stuff, right there, you, you'll just you'll be in love. I feel like I definitely just ask you for suggestions forever, but obviously there's just so many to go about and we can probably find some of those on your Instagram page, right? But let's talk about, you know, some that you haven't tried yet, but you're planning on. Is there one in particular that you're just super excited to try? Yes, I'm super, super excited to try. Let's see. There's a couple of different places. As far as a restaurant or food trucks, food trucks... I would have to say Descada is a taco spot I haven't tried yet, and I'm really, really interested. I'm really fiending to try to 
to, to try to find them. I mean, to try to make my way out there to them and, and to, to try their tacos. There's also, let's see what else. There's a lot of taco spots that I haven't been to yet. The funny thing is, there's a list that I have that of all the places that are on my hit list that I haven't hit yet. It's all good. You're a busy man. And you got a lot of food places to hit. So I, I don't blame you for for forgetting it right now yeah well there there, there is a, there is one place that that i'd really like to say too that the nickel city nickel city is like a dive bar and i believe it's on the east side off of 12th street and i haven't tried them yet they have the most they have like the best type of munchy snacks they also do like steak and fries on like every second Tuesday of the month. I haven't tried those. So that would probably be my choice for Nickel City for the most anticipated spot that I haven't tried yet that I want to try. Awesome. Definitely looking forward to whenever you do try that so you can show some pictures and stuff like that on Instagram. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of today's podcast. But as usual, I always allow my guests to plug or shout out anything that they want. Joey, you've been basically plugging and shouting out like nonstop this whole this whole episode. But again, I still want to give you that opportunity. So what is on your heart? What is on your mind? The floor is now yours. All right. Well, first and foremost, I want to um, praise God. Praise God, 100%, the Almighty. Also, my wife. My wife is a nurse. So I want to shout out my wife and all the nurses, the practitioners, the doctors that are still out there, still out there fighting COVID and that are healing people in those hospitals. I live with it firsthand, so I see it firsthand. So they're not getting enough credit in the beginning of COVID. They got a lot of praise, but then it kind of faded out. They're still doing it to this day, guys. So to all the healthcare workers, the nurses, the doctors, the practitioners, they I just want to shout them out and just, just, just give them the utmost respect and honor. Also, I want to shout out the military. The military is also something that's that that I praise uh, the military. They keep us they, they're out there fighting wars and they're out there trying to keep us safe so we can live free and happy in this in this beautiful country that we live in. I also want to shout out uh, our country, you know, United States of America. Also, this this uh, state, Texas. I love Texas. Texas is the number one state in the world. So I just want to say that I love the Texas. I love the USA. I love being free. I love being in the United States and I love everything about it. I love the USA. So also guys, please, if you want to find the best, the best foods in Austin, Texas, and I even go a little bit more on the surrounding areas too. follow my page, two slices of soda. Everything is, is, is organic. Everything is real. It's nothing fake or anything like that. So if you want to see real deal spots that are amazing, I'm transparent. You could DM me at any single time and I'm going to answer you. If you have recommendations, if you have family coming in, if you need any type of ideas, I'm here. I don't do this. I don't charge people. I do this because I love it. I have a passion for it. So please follow Two Slices of Soda for the best recs in Austin and surrounding areas. So thank you also to you, Sam. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for even uh, allowing me on this, pod this podcast to voice myself and what I do. So thank you for what you do. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And those that are looking for his Instagram page, it's two as in the number two, not spelled out, two slices and a soda all together on Instagram. Do give him a follow. And it's actually very fitting that you shouted out our military because we're recording this 
I believe it's the day after Veterans Day. So happy belated Veterans Day. Thank you all for your service and what you do for our country. Absolutely love that. But again, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much, Joey, for your insight and for your time. Hopefully y'all enjoyed that episode. Tune in for some more. But that again brings us to the end. This has been your host with the most Sam Torres. Stay cool, stay hydrated, and hook them horns. <laughs>